When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime on this Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the wonderful people at the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Wherever justice demands, that's where you go to get your constitutional rights protected. Make sure you are informed on what it is that your constitutional rights are at amandajgentry.com. True Math Fitness, where I went for my personal training session this morning. You can go for personal training. You can go for group workout classes. You can go and just use their open gym as a member. And if you want to try their workouts for free, your first one is free at TrueMathFitness.com. Um, joint work is always a great time of uh, always a great time of year. It's more valuable to them than the preseason games. It's more. Uh, it's more good competition. It's good work for them to not only be able to scout themselves, but but to be able to scout players on other rosters as a front office, as a coaching staff. It's a great opportunity to get a measure of where your guys are at without the benefit of them having, you know, intimate knowledge of who they're going to go up against on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Do you know what Titans reporters will be in Minnesota? I know Sam's up there for us. I'm not going until Friday. I'm not going to be there for joint camp practices. Like I said last night, it's just logistically difficult with the radio show. Um, during the middle of the day and I would only be on their, their practices are a lot later in the day. So it would only be like, I would only be on the air for about 45 minutes of their actual practices. And we wouldn't be able to do player interviews because the players are going to be at eight, uh, available at like 2 PM and I'm off the air at one. So didn't, uh, necessarily make sense for me to go to, but, uh, I will be there on Friday and Saturday for the game, of course. And we'll do the Lee company countdown to kickoff. On 104.5 The Zone, the pregame show uh, we will do on Saturday afternoon with Blaine Bishop, Titans legend, and Mickey Ryan. Always fun to work with the boys. But I, uh, I'm i looking at the opportunities that this team will have to go up against some legitimate competition on both sides of the ball and kind of trying to evaluate where my sense of them is heading in and where they will be throughout the course of these two days. Now, of course, we'll be able to react uh, with that, um, but yeah, Sam is going to be up there for us. I think that I know Tehran is going. Um, Sam is not staying for the game. I'm staying for the game. I think Kaharski, and that might be it. Uh, I went the last time they did joint camp on the road was in Tampa in 2021, and I went to that. It was a, it was a bit of a logistical nightmare for me, so we thought we'd keep it easier on me and uh, wait until Friday to do or wait, wait until Friday to get up there and for Saturday to do the game. So uh, you can still follow along for all your great Titans coverage at A2ZSports.com and, of course, on uh, the social media channels where Sam will be posting content all week long. We'll still have players on the on the radio show, and we'll have Mike Vrabel's press conference. We'll carry that for you as well both days, including Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry. Um, so with all of the things that are going on right now, you know, kind of where your team is at, or at least you think you have a good feel 
for where your team is at after the Chicago Bears game. They had a practice on Monday. They were in the bubble. They actually wore full pads. Um, so I think that, you know, they're going into this with a different level of intensity that at least I'm accustomed to seeing um, from Mike Vrabel. Typically, he's he gives them a bit more rest, but it's worth noting that, you know, the vast majority of the starters didn't play in the preseason game. So for the starters, it makes sense that they would be in pads and they're not going to put half the team in pads and half half the team not in pads. It's just not feasible. So I think that uh, I think that where you are with your football team at this point, you got a pretty good grasp on the quarterback situation. Neither of them are really, I mean, Malik is obviously, Malik is obviously ahead of Levis. Like that's, that I think is apparent to anybody who's, who's paying attention or anybody who's been paying attention to the coverage. Even if you haven't been able to see joint camp or uh, training camp practices and preseason was your first opportunity to see both of them. I think anybody who's, who's, you know, paying attention, paying actual attention understands that Malik is clearly and obviously ahead of Levis, but it's, it's not such a gulf between them that Levis is disposable or that Malik is, you know, worth moving on from, right? Like this is, it's, it's more likely than not on August the 15th that by the end of training camp, they have three quarterbacks on the active roster. Um, Mr. Jones says, Willis is by far QB two. What game were you watching? Well, I just told you that he was QB two or are you, you're probably arguing with somebody else. I didn't, uh, I did not, uh, I'm not sure. I can't tell. Uh, I can't tell who you guys are con- when you're conversing amongst yourselves and when you're talking to me. But either way, um, will they be hitting the quarterbacks in practices? No, they will most certainly not. Uh, that would be uh, a, a, a big violation and something that neither coaching staff would sign up for. Of course, um, they are going to protect the the starters as much as humanly possible. You know, they'll give them full go in joint camp, with the exception of live tackling. Like they're not going to take dudes to the ground and. They're not going to. Uh, they're not going to allow them to hit the quarterbacks. Uh, level of Robert White Stewart says level of shock among your colleagues that Malik Willis has improved this much. Um, I mean, I'm not shocked. He's a second year professional quarterback. Like he should be much improved. I the the shock would be had he not improved. I don't think anybody's shocked that Malik looks better than he did last year. Last year was disastrous, and so even if the bar wasn't low, like. Lucas and I were talking about this on the radio show the other day. This was always supposed, this is always what it was supposed to look like for Malik Willis, right? Um, Malik Willis came, we knew that it was going to be a slow burn. Now, the NFL doesn't really allow for that. Like, either you're capable or you're not. And if you're not, they'll move on from you, or at least they'll put themselves in a position to move on from you if they feel like you're not in, uh, you're not up to par, right? And Malik, you know, Malik, if anything, he's ahead of schedule because he had, he wasn't, he shouldn't have played as a rookie and did get live game reps as a rookie. So if anything, I would consider him uh, ahead uh, of where the where the learning curve is. Um, I think that of all the places that they match up best, though, with the Minnesota Vikings for the purposes of these joint camp practices, I think it's worth kind of looking at a couple of different position groups. So we're going to go through. Uh, we're going to go through uh, three uh, three key matchups to pay attention to for the Titans and the Vikings, and I'll ask your Two Rivers Ford take to get this show started on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch in the comment section. Uh, where do you believe that the Titans match up best with the Vikings ahead of joint work tomorrow and Thursday? Let me know in the comment section. We will discuss at length together. Right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible, as is your Two Rivers Ford take, 
by the great people at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford is the spot that Middle Tennesseans have trusted for 40 years of doing uh, business with honesty and integrity. Quality American-made Ford vehicles, as I mentioned, and a a non-commissioned sales staff that will do you right. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, powered by Ford, driven by people. Um, so Robert says, I was saying that reporters were saying if it would be bad if Lev- Levis finishes third string behind Willis, I assume he's saying uh, instead of Levis twice, uh, for this season. I mean, why? You know, it's not context. Like, if if it's because Malik has taken a substantial step, then it's not a problem. If it's because Levis is clearly and obviously like not ready for the opportunity, then it is a problem. But like the idea, the idea that Malik finishing, you know, training camp ahead, even if it's incrementally of Levis would be some kind of indictment. Uh, maybe, but like, you don't have all that information yet. That's, that's still in pro- progress. Like Levis has the opportunity to surpass Malik. Malik has the opportunity to continue to hold on to that job. So far, Malik is holding serve. So like, you don't, uh, you don't need to, you don't need to get bent out of shape about whatever happens with it. And, and if it is a problem area, then we'll, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but to, to fret needlessly over Will Levis, not, you know, overtaking Malik Willis, who has been in the NFL for a year and has all the benefits that come with that. And the benefits of that, by the way, are substantial then yeah, I'm not going to stress about that. And I don't think you should at this point either. Let, let Allow them allow them at least a training camp before, you know, people get it, been out of shape. But I understand that people want results sooner rather than later. Corey Prowl says, Buck, are you cool enough to hang out with, quote, the boys? Who are the boys? Like, are you talking about like Taylor and Will? Uh, are they cool enough to hang out with me? Yeah, I mean, Will and I went to coffee the other day. Uh, last week, week before, I can't remember. I think it was right before. Uh, no last week either way doesn't matter if you're talking about them yes they're it's not like they, it's not like that i love them to death both of them uh but it's not like they're cool enough to hang out with them it's not like you have any you, you it's not like they have some kind of cool barometer that you have to I mean i've just spent entirely too much time around both of them in my life at this point uh mb says most teams don't have much depth the salary cap prevents that Talking about depth at quarterback, I think the depth at quarterback is going to be beneficial. And, you know, I somebody asked me today, you, you guys who follow A to Z Sports on Instagram, and if you don't, you should. Um, not just because every Tuesday I do a Q&A on their Instagram story about the Titans, but I was asked today uh, on the Q&A that I do on a weekly basis, I was asked today about when would be the time to trade either Levis or Willis. And, you know, Levis... The the answer is no, but even Malik, like I kind of go back to why the Philadelphia Eagles didn't trade away Andre Dillard last year, even though they probably could have gotten something for him and a team like the Titans probably would have been interested in him because good depth is hard to find. And if they think that they have depth at the quarterback position, then, you know, I don't think there's any need to move Malik. Like there is, there's no no real reason to trade him other than you think you're good. Like if you trade Malik Willis for a six round pick, are you going to feel better about that? Probably not. Like you're going to, you're probably going to bitch because you drafted a third round quarterback and then gave him up for a sixth, right? Like 
And even, even if a team were to trade for him, you know, I just, I don't think, I think that it is, I think that it is far more worth it to keep Malik Willis and to have a deeper quarterback roster. If in fact you want to keep three than it is to trade him away for whatever pennies on the dollar you might get, uh, get him back. Um, Stephen King says trade Tannehill. No, nobody's trading Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's your starting quarterback this year. And, you know, any anything other than that is just delusion or wishful thinking. Um, of all the legit questions that I ask and answered, you answered the boys' question. Good stuff. Well, listen, you know, uh, get get in front of me more often. All I can tell you is I see what comments that I see, and tonight I've seen two of yours. So you've wasted two now, Corey. Perhaps bring it stronger on another night. No, I'm just kidding. There's, there, I, God bless you guys. There's a lot of comments, and I don't, you know, I don't always – I don't see all of them. I don't see everybody's and I try not to be, you know, I try to, I try, I honestly try to pick a couple of different people. I know sometimes we end up having the same, uh, the familiar faces, but I do try and seek out new names if I can help it like uh, Ty K Foster or T Y K Y Foster. However uh, you prefer that name read. I would like to see each half uh, starts. I would like to see each half stars next game. Start Willis first half and then start a rookie. Okay, so you're saying the quarterbacks, you want to see them start a half. Maybe they'll do that. Like, there's nothing, you know, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, they may they may do it like they did last week. They may do it the way that you want them to do it. They may do it by quarter. Like, there's nothing There's nothing yet. Uh, I assume that they'll go through the, through Thursday before they make any kind of decision on it. And, you know, Mike Frabel will be asked on Friday if he knows who you're starting at quarterback. He's going to say yes, and then we're going to ask him, are you going to tell us? He's going to say no. And then you'll wait until Saturday, and you'll find out who's the starting quarterback and what their plan for them is, right? Uh, they didn't. They don't tell these guys until the day before. Like, they want to give them a little bit of prep time, but they want to drop them into these situations for specific reasons to see how they react because this is as close to game-like situations as you are going to uh, be able to create. But where do you think the Titans match up best with the uh, with the Vikings in joint camp practices, where are you looking forward most to seeing them compete on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch? We will talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you get your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed can be fine at GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators. So where do the Titans match up best with the uh, with the Vikings? So, you know, I'm going to say that they their benefit almost always, no matter who the team is, their biggest asset or their best asset right now is the defensive line. And specifically, the, I mean, more specifically, I guess to branch it out, their their greatest strength is the front seven. Specifically, it is the defensive line. Now, Minnesota does not have a bad offensive line group. Um, you know, their their roster's pretty interesting right now. It's it's probably, I mean, they are favored. They are the uh, betting favorites right now in the NFC North with Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay for New York and Detroit being fun and frisky, but not necessarily anything that I think people are banking on as proven commodity. Uh, there are the Bears, and the Bears are the wild card, I think, in that division where people are going to look at Minnesota um, as a as a you know a division favorite. I think the Bears making some kind of substantial jump could, of course, uh, of course, 
bog that down, bog that idea down a little bit. But I think that the defensive line against Minnesota's front, uh, front five is going to be what I want to watch. I want to see how much worse Minnesota looks or how much better Minnesota looks as an offensive line group than does Tennessee, right? Tennessee's offensive line has not handled their defensive line well. Does Minnesota's handle Jeff and Tart and Autry and Key better and Landry? Do they handle them better than the Titans offensive line group does? Do they have different plans in place? Do they find different ways to, and of course it's not live action, so they're not going to be outright bringing down the quarterback. But I think that uh, I think that that is where they're always going to have, at least for the next couple of years, that's going to be their greatest strength. Now, uh, weakness we're going to talk about here in just a second. But uh, is there one that I'm not? Uh, is there one that I'm not pointing out? Uh, Buck, does the offensive line get more work? The starting offensive line. Hmm. You know, I think. You know, Without without the context of the next two days, right, right Roy? Because Wednesday and Thursday are going to matter. Like if the Titans coaching staff comes away thinking from Minnesota in in joint camp, if they come away from two days of practice thinking, okay, you know that they got it done, then they'll probably not play uh, the starting offensive line in Minnesota. If they come away thinking that there's you know there was meat left on the bone or that. There would be more value in them operating in a live game situation versus doing it in a practice setting, even though the preseason games really are practices. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're practices, right? But I would I would say, I, I would probably guess no, but I would also add the caveat pending, you know, how the coaching staff feels about the offensive line group over the course of the next two days. So yeah, circle back with me on that, Roy. Well, let's talk after Thursday about that. Or I guess we won't talk after Thursday. We can talk Thursday night, right? We'll do primetime Thursday night. Eric Castillo says 68 needs to cut, be cut now. Like, what are you doing? Uh, you know what? 68 is a great reminder. Um, I think his name is Zach Johnson, if I uh, if I remember correctly, for how often he got beat. I will uh, pull it up in my – I pulled this out for my girlfriend the other day, the idea that I have this giant, massive – binder of things Titans related that is all going to be in the all going to be embedded in my brain by the end of the preseason then half of these guys are going to get cut um but Zach Johnson I believe is the name of number 68 uh who was repping both at right and left tackle um but with little to no success at either position yes indeed Zach Johnson 66301 another North Dakota State product so uh your favorite university for Drafting offensive lineman, he and Dylan Raiden, Zach Johnson, uh, a depth tackle that was signed this offseason. And, uh, you know, a good reminder that there are worse offensive linemen out there than Dennis Daly. And it can't get worse. Like if Zach, So think about that. Zach Johnson, it's it's probably uh, it's probably on blanket. Jalen Duncan, the sixth-round pick, and then Zach Johnson. Um, so I would, I would remind you that neither I mean Jalen Duncan is probably not a better offensive tackle than than Dennis Daly is at his point at this point in their careers Zach Johnson certainly isn't a better left tackle so I want you to uh I want you to you know kind of keep that in mind as you as you bemoan or as you get excited about the offensive line just know that you are super super thin there and that those two players who are backing you up could very well be worse than Dennis Daly that's that's entirely possible. 
Uh, Stephen King says Cousins has way more swag than Tanny. We would win that trade. Ugh, trading Tano for Cousins. I mean, oof, God, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I guess they're just about the same. Like, I, what is Kirk Cousins' playoff record? Just out of curiosity, I'm gonna look that up on Pro Football Reference really quick. But uh, I don't. I mean, I guess that's kind of a push. It's not like Kirk's a bad quarterback, and this Tannehill has been consistently better over the course of a longer sample size than has Kirk Cousins. Um, and I think Tannehill's done it with less around him than Kirk has traditionally. Kirk Cousins in the postseason. Let's see. So he's 72, 60, and 60, 72, 63, and two all time in his career, but I believe that's just the regular season. Uh, let's take a look at his postseason stats. How many times has Kirk Cousins appeared in the postseason? Oh, yeah, he's 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 worse than Tannehill. He's appeared in the playoffs five times and won a single playoff game. Um, their lone win was that was he the quarterback for New for the uh, for the Vikings when they beat New Orleans? Yeah, he would have he would have been in twenty or I don't know was that the miracle at Minnesota? I don't know that Kirk Cousins was the starter for that game. No, he played in that game. Okay. 31 of 19 of 31, 61.29 uh, completion percentage, 242 and a touchdown. Sacked twice, and then they lost the next week to the 49ers by 17 points. It wasn't close. Um, so Kirk Cousins is one and four. Kirk Cousins is, uh, you know, he's not been a better regular season quarterback. He's not been a better postseason quarterback. So no, I don't think that uh I don't think that that is the case. Jonathan Caverly says, not fair, Buck. He's never had defense like Tannehill. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, you could play that game if you want to because you know what didn't happen to Kirk Cousins? He had Stephon Diggs, and yes, Stephon Diggs did get traded away, but you know what he got after Stephon Diggs got traded away? He got Justin Jefferson. So, like, you can do that. <laughs> you can do that uh, all day across all manner of different rosters. I think it's. I think it's such a lazy... Such a lazy argument by anybody to look at Ryan Tannehill and say, but the defense, well, the defense was shit in 2020 and Ryan Tannehill was bailing the defense out. Um, the defense was okay in 19. It was great for the first half of the 19 season. They needed, they needed, uh, they needed them to be better in 19 when Marcus Mariota couldn't get shit off the ground, but uh, they were fine down the stretch in 19. They were objectively awful. They were historically bad in 2020. They were they were much improved in 2021, and of course the playoff game went against the Bengals that they did. And last year, you know, they got hurt and they fell off a cliff. Like the defensive injuries last year, it's it's not a it's not a great sample size. Um, his stats are way better, man. I don't give a shit about box score scouting quarterbacks. That's like, <laughs> I just God, guys. Like I know counting stats are not unimportant. But don't give me his stats are way better. Look at it's like it's like saying it's like saying that Anthony Richardson is going to be a bad NFL quarterback because he threw a bad interception in a preseason game. Anthony Richardson, the jump the I've never seen a jump back pick before the way that Richardson threw. But like box score scouting is nonsensical. If you're not doing it with context, unless you're going to give me down and distance situations, unless you're going to give me situational football, if you're going to give me efficiency metrics, if you're going to look at the talent of roster that each has had across their career, that's fine. But don't like, if your best argument is give me your counting stats, then I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to immediately debunk your argument because 
Blake Bortles has all kinds of great counting stats. You know why? Because Blake Bortles is getting his ass kicked in a lot of games and ended up chasing, ended up throwing the ball a lot. Phillip Rivers' stats look amazing with not a, with more playoff success than any, either of the guys that we're talking about. But for the most part, in situations where Phillip Rivers had to throw the ball, trailing late, counted, getting statistics, but not accounting for wins. It's just, it's, it's, the stat, the the statistics that are most important, the efficiency metrics, have Ryan Tannehill at his best up there with Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Now that's a two-year sample size, and it's not like you can't distill anything down to a two-year sample size. But I just watch watch the games, study the situations, give me something better than he has more touchdowns than interceptions. He probably even he probably doesn't even have more touchdowns than interceptions or a better touchdown to interception ratio than does Ryan Tannehill. But I can look that up too. I have the, I have the value of the internet. So let's see 252 to 105, 252 to 105. Let's take a look at Ryan Tannehill Uh, to, okay. No, Kirk Cousins does have a better touchdown to interception ratio. So I will, uh, I will concede that argument uh, with Ryan Tannehill having a 13 to six touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, Kirk Cousins has a better touchdown to interception ratio than does Ryan Tannehill. So I will concede to you on that front. That is a metric that does matter. Um, LOL, watch quarterback. No, for what? Why? I'm, I'm like, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to stop. I'm going to say it, Buck. Relying on stats is lazy. I'm not, well, it's like, okay. Relying on stats purely is lazy. Yes, that is so. Relying on analytics purely is lazy. I think that, I think that, just as to decry analytics and say that numbers are stupid in football is awful. I also think that Brandon, like early stage Brandon Staley, early stage Brandon Staley is just as bad, right? Being married to the analytics. It's like people who take religion or politics, like to the, to the, like if you read the Bible, right? I, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to, you can have whatever interpretation of the Bible that you want. That's not, that's not my point. But like, to take readings in the Bible literally, right? When they are from thousands upon thousands of years ago and to apply it to modern day sensibilities, probably not going to yield the best result, right? Like there are some certain circumstances, there are morality lessons in there. I, I, cite, I cite that specifically because I'm, I'm Catholic, right? But like, if you're taking the Bible literally, every word of the Bible literally in 2023, then it's probably not applicable to a lot of real life situations at this at this stage. Music City Malik says, Buck, repent and turn to God. I mean, okay, that's that's not my point. You, I think, I think, you know, what, whatever. If you take a, a work of fiction, I'm not saying that the Bible is a work of fiction, but if you take, I'm trying to look at my bookshelf here, uh, that, that I might have something that's applicable. Uh, maybe not any good examples there, but like things are not always meant to take, be taken literally that way. You can't use the analytics and solely rely upon the analytics. You can't ignore the analytics and solely rely on gut feel and just decry everything numerical because math is hard. Middle ground. Middle ground is where where you're at. You know what I'm saying? Stephen King says, Buck is a Scientologist. I've literally just told, told you that I'm I'm Catholic. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna act like I'm a practicing Catholic on a regular basis, but um I I it's you know, the religion, the religious, yeah, B French says bad choice on the Bible. Now we're going on. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You're right. It's my fault. I, (laughs) I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. But I think, I think you guys mostly 
other than to troll, I think you guys mostly understand the assessment on the, that I'm trying to make there. Middle ground, right? Middle ground. That's the plate. You can use it as context. You can use numbers as context. You can use those teachings, for example, as context, but it should not outright inform your entire life. That's just, that's not, that's not how it works. Um, <laughs> C-Dub says, y'all just soft. Everybody's so butthurt in this era. Not your fault, Buck. It's not, you know, I'm not, it's, it's, it's my fault. I should know better. <laughs> I should know better. I just thought that that was the first thing that came to my mind because I was, can't remember who's, I think I was listening to Ryan Russillo who made a, a similar analogy the other way about numbers and it really, really struck me, but you know, anyway. We don't have to get down a rabbit hole. Okay, uh, let's keep it moving. Where are the Titans match up worst with the uh, with the Minnesota Vikings right now? Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, I will tell you who, where I think they match up poorly with Minnesota. Right after I remind you that you will not match up poorly if you go with the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. In fact, you will be protected. Your constitutional rights will be protected with one of the fiercest T legal teams around, if not the fiercest. Wherever justice demands, that's the words that Amanda J. Gentry lives by. She goes across the state to make sure her and her team go across the state to make sure that you understand, one, understand your rights, and two, understand how to protect yourself from people who might be trying to violate your rights. AmandaJGentry.com, wherever justice demands, she goes above and beyond to serve you. So with the Titans right now, I'm still going to say, uh, someone is texting Buck, stop. I, somebody's always texting me, Ty Kendrick. I'm sorry. I, I, I wish I didn't realize that you guys could hear the, the thing. I don't know how to turn it up, turn it off on my laptop, um, which is where that's coming from. So I apologize. There's always, there's thousands upon thousands of unread texts. So I apologize that you were subjected to what I, what literally is digging in my head. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Anyway, <laughs> Music City Malik Amanda J. She don't play, y'all. That's right. That is the girl. Uh, so with uh, – <laughs> can Amanda be a Jags fan? No, I think she's very much a Titans fan. In fact, I think she knows Mike Vrabel. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I can't speak to her fandom specifically, though I, I'm pretty sure she's a Titans fan. Um, what do I think the Titans final record would be? Well, you know, if you've been watching the show long enough that I always answer this question the same. Oh, oh, and 17. I think they're going to have 17 straight ties. Uh, the first team in NFL history to do so. I don't do record predictions. I think they're dumb. I think they're a waste of time. And I think that even bringing that up as Bert texts me, this damn troll, uh, as Bert texts me. Uh, so I think, you know, even, even acknowledging the idea of record predictions, I think it's stupid. Not, not that the question is stupid. I just, you know, who knows? And frankly, who gives a shit? <laughs> their record, their record will be whatever it ends up being, right? I'm there to cover games and and analyze games afterwards, not to sit there and do win loss, win loss, win loss. I think that's you know, I think that's a waste of time. Um, so where do they match up the worst? I think that the offensive line, despite a nice drive, a nice touchdown drive to open their preseason game in Chicago, that has not alleviated all of my concerns. Um. And I think, you know, it'll be it'll be an up-and-down experience for them this year. And there will be moments where you feel good about what you've got. And there are moments where you probably feel pretty bad about what's in front of Ryan Tannehill. And I know the the popular opinion outside of Nashville is that they are far worse uh, than you might have been led to believe. Now, you know, I think that they there are ways to mask poor offensive line play. I think San Francisco has been doing it masterfully for years. 
Uh, so Rand Carthon will have an idea of, of what it needs, of what who needs to be put in what place to be able to execute what they're trying to run. And I do think that Tim Kelly is going to be a, a boon to your offense. I think you're going to benefit from his presence this year. But uh, I had Peter Skaronsky on the radio show yesterday, Titans first round pick, uh, sat down with me at, at training camp. And uh, you can listen to the full interview. Uh, I believe it's up on 104.5 The Zone at YouTube's uh, their YouTube channel. And, of course, you can live stream the radio show every day the same way that we do this show. But uh, the full interview there in the, both the podcast form and on the YouTube channel. But, like, this this clip I wanted to make sure that I played for you guys and, you know, just that that we put pushed this clip out on social media from the interview because I think it really, really contextualizes, like, what your rookie lineman is having to do learning how to play a position that he's never played before, even if you just think it's as simple as bumping from left tackle to left guard. It's a lot harder to explain offensive line than it is maybe any other position group on the field. I feel like that's the that's a, a group that people are very quick to make assessments about when in reality, like, we really, really don't know all the different techniques and footwork, hand fighting, all the different things that you guys work on throughout the course of your preparation for the audience, can you kind of articulate specifically where that difference is between tackle and guard? Because, you know, I feel like most people look at it like madness, just kind of plug and play. Yeah, I think things happen a lot faster on the inside. Obviously, you got guys a little closer to your body. You're not really setting back as much as you might see a tackle do, kind of kicking back. Um, so things kind of happen quicker. You know, you usually have bigger, stronger guys inside, um, you know, maybe a little less finesse like on someone on the edge. Um, so it sort of forces your footwork to be different. Um, it forces sort of your stance to be different. It forces your hands to be different. Um, so that's, you know, totally new for me. I'm going from outside to in. And also sort of my, you know, kind of the style of play I had in college um, in terms of my hands and my timing. Um, it's, you know, wasn't really conducive to guard. Sure. So I kind of had to to, um, to learn a lot of new techniques there. Um, but happy with my progress. But like I said, it's obviously a lot different. Um, and then you add the fact that you're in the NFL now and everyone's really good. Um so it's been a grind, but I've been, I feel like I've been improving and I'm kind of enjoying this learning process. So that is uh, Peter Skaronsky. Uh Oh, Nashville, I see, having some uh, uh, shots on goal right now. I guess it's not shots on goal in, in soccer. I think that's hockey. But um, either way, shots on net attempts right now. They are, uh, they're getting some pretty good, uh, pretty good shots up right now against, uh, ooh, did they just get scored scored against? I couldn't. I can't tell if he missed it. Or, yeah, he look, looks like he missed it. Okay, I'm watching the I'm watching the Nashville SC game in League's Cup because the uh, the winner of this will play Messi, Lionel Messi, in Inter Miami, and to have this in Nashville at you. Oh, great save! Okay, very nice. Uh, I have not seen. I know Lucas is on the call of the of the soccer game tonight, and I if we weren't doing prime time, I would have been there. Um, shots on goal is soccer. Thank you, Eric. Sorry, might I get my terminology mixed up? Attempts at the pitch. I don't think it's quite that, quite that specific. But you know, maybe we'll start using that as our own soccer, soccer metric. I hope Nashville SC wins, and uh, if they win, it'll be because I didn't go to the stadium because I still haven't seen a local professional sports team win a game since November seventeenth at Green Bay. Uh, yeah, I think that I think the offensive line group is still questionable. Right, that's going to be my biggest question all year long. Like like I said, I think it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster ride, and that's unfortunate for Ryan Tannehill. And they'll they did the best job that they could piecing this group back together after they needed to blow it up. But, uh, you know, I think that there's only so much work that they could have reasonably done that could be expected for them to do in the offseason and uh, and right now. Um, 
right now, it's just, I just don't think it's a good enough group. Let's wrap things up with a gone viral video, and then I'll let you get back to the soccer. For those of you who are invested in Nashville SC tonight, I'm fired up. Uh, I know uh, a lot of you guys uh, have been enjoying the games, and it looks like a great crowd at Geodis Park tonight. Uh, the question that I'm going to ask you in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch is this. Uh, who has a better season this year? Ezekiel Elliott, who signed with the Patriots, or Dalvin Cook, who did end up finally signing a contract with the Jets? Zeke or Dalvin? Let's talk about it together in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Uh, please let me know. Uh, GK says, hey, Buck, it's not fun watching or listening to someone like you who gets off on the thought of the team he covers losing. You don't give a shit, and it makes it not fun for Titans fans to see that. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get off on them losing. Like I will, I'm, I'm pretty honest with you guys that like things like a, the AJ Brown trade or a disastrous loss to a team that they should like. Those are generally beneficial to sports talk. Like those, though, you guys are more passionate and you're more reactionary, and yeah, it does generate more comments. Um, you know, to say that I don't give a shit, I, you're right, I don't care about the outcome of the game. The outcome of the game impacts me zero, none whatsoever. Um, and my. My interest is in the job that I'm there to do, and the job that I'm there to do is cover a football team. Now, you know, um, if if that makes it dis- less pleasurable for you, I would say you're assigning entirely too much value in how much you enjoy your football team from somebody whose job it is to analyze your football team. But if that's the way that I make you feel, I'm, uh, you know, I'd apologize, but I don't feel bad. Like you're, <laughs> I'm doing my job the way that I'm doing my job. And people continue to, uh, people continue to, uh, you know, I haven't been fired yet. So we'll knock on wood. Uh, <laughs> I think that for the most part, I do care about the job that I'm there to do, but you're right. I don't care about the outcome of the game. Yeah. Outcome of the game impacts me not. I'm there to do a press conference, win or lose. Right. And you know, whether the season is ending or the season is going to continue on, like that's just, that's my gig. Uh, so let's, uh, keep it moving. Let's do a gone viral video. Who do you think is going to have a better season? Dalvin or Zeke? A lot of answers for Dalvin in the comment section. We'll get to a video on both of them here in just a moment, right? After I remind you about the fine folks at true math fitness in the Gulch, the best place to work out a new place to get the best version of you. True math fitness is an awesome facility with an incredible coaching staff. And no workout ever recycled or repeated. That's really important to keep pushing your physical conditioning, to keep improving your physical conditioning. You can't just keep going to the gym and doing the same workouts, right? That's not the way that our bodies work. True Math Fitness understands that. They're going to maximize your fitness potential, and they have all manner of great options to do so. I was there this morning for personal training. I go to their group classes from time to time. Personal training works better with my schedule. You can do all of these things and just sign up for a membership at truemathfitness.com. Your first workout is free. Uh, so who is going to have a better season this year? Uh, <laughs> people are commenting about, you know, I, I do hate when we get bogged down in, in things like, you know, uh, am I a fan or am I not a fan? Like all this stuff, like we, those, those questions do get to, a- do get asked a lot. And I feel like I probably answer them too much because like at this point, if you don't get, I mean, I know some of you are new every once in a while, but like at this point, if you don't get what the show is like, <laughs> there's only so much I can do for you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, B friend says, I can't believe Buck hasn't talked about Aaron Rodgers all season, all off season. Well, yeah, I don't care. Now that he's a jet. Like I'm not watching, I'm not watching hard knocks. That, I've never understood. I've never understood the public obsession with hard knocks. And like, I, 
you know, I get it. It's football. Most of you, you don't get to go to training camp. I'm at training camp every day. You know what I know about training camp? Training camp is boring. Training camp is boring as shit. Like training, <laughs> training camp is monotonous. Training camp is a lot of special teams work. Training camp is largely dull. Now, if they church it up with a little uh, leave Schreiber uh, narration and some dramatic music, then okay, maybe it makes training camp more interesting. But like, I, I don't. Training camp is is never something that has been you know I have ever considered in my life, even prior to being an NFL reporter, exciting. And so the way that people consume uh, consume uh, training camp is is wild to me. Uh, and I know you know I, I see somebody advocating for quarterback. Um, you know, quarterback, I just don't care about player sanctioned propaganda is, is all that is. If it was like, if they didn't get final say, if they were actually being covered in a way that I felt like was objective instead of, Hey, here's my skew. I'm going to turn Kirk cousins into a likable figure when that really has nothing to do with what I care with. I don't care if Kirk cousins is likable. I don't care that Kirk Cousins reads football books to his children at night. Like I care about what Kirk Cousins is as a football player. Now, maybe that's uh, lacking in humanity of me, but like, you know, Marcus Mariota is a part of quarterback, right? I I am willing to bet that the least interesting part of quarterback was Marcus Mariota. You know why? Because Marcus Mariota is famously publicly not interesting. And that's fine. Like that's who Marcus is. Most of these dudes aren't interesting. Like if they were compelling figures, compelling figure, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel is a compelling figure. Johnny Manziel is interesting. I still have my reservations about watching the Manziel thing on Netflix because I know Johnny got final say. So like, you know, if, 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 if it was actual, actually informative, if I was learning things and maybe, you know, I'm sure I'm certain there's things that I could stand to learn from it, but you know, like, like, do I care about Patrick Mahomes' family? No, I'm just, I'll laugh at, I'll laugh at the, the, the internet memes of his wife screaming at, from the, from the press box and I'll move on with my day. That's about the extent of, I don't care about his brother and the, the legal charges against him. I don't care about his TikTok dances. I, you know, Mahomes is probably not that interesting, right? Like as a person, as a, as a football player, sure. Super interesting, incredible talent. But like, that's like trying to tell me that Tom Brady is actually interesting. Tom Brady's not actually that interesting. He's just the greatest champion of all time uh, in, in this sport. And that by extension, not his personality makes him a compelling figure. You know, it's just, that's, but like I said, I'm not the audience. You guys are the audience. I'm, I'm, I'm not the audience for these kind of things. So do not let my opinion of these of of these products uh, impact you one way or the other. If if you love football, go watch quarterback, go watch hard knocks, go watch Manziel and enjoy the holy hell out of it. It's entertainment. But like if it was something beyond entertainment, then I would value it because I want to I want to actually learn something. If all I'm learning is that Kirk Cousins, you know, is a likable guy, you know, okay, great. It's it's not for me. Um Gone viral. Who's going to have a better season? I'm curious to know what this is going to look like for both of these players. And I think I have a better idea. I, I think that I think the answer, I think you can answer this question in two different ways. But first, here's Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. Well, Jamie, Dalvin Cook finally has a new home. He is going to sign a one-year deal worth up to $8.6 million with the Jets. Now, this is a strong deal negotiated by his agent, Zach Hiller, and LAA Sports. It has a base value of $7 million, which makes it, on an APY basis, the biggest deal signed by any free agent running back in this offseason. There was competition for Cook's services. The Dolphins were involved throughout. The Patriots had interest. The Broncos had interest. But from Cook's perspective, 
landing in New York and teaming up with Aaron Rodgers to try to win a Super Bowl was the priority. The Jets, after weeks of discussions, get the deal done. Cook headed to the Big Apple. Now, I mentioned the Patriots. What do they do now? They have agreed to terms with Ezekiel Elliott, the former Cowboys star, on a one-year deal worth up to $6 million. Now, as one Cowboys personnel member texted me yesterday, he fits their play style perfectly. New England wants to play a physical brand of football. They can use Zeke in pass protection as well as in goal line situations. He's the clear number two behind Ramondre Stevenson, but a good fit in New England. So where does all this now leave Jonathan Taylor? Well, he is back in the Colts building, but my understanding is there is no move imminent to bring Taylor off of the physically unable to perform list. He remains in rehab mode while his trade request and his contract dispute continue to linger, guys. So that's Tom Pelissero uh, breaking down the signings and explaining other teams who were interested in Dalvin Cook specifically. You know, I think Dalvin Cook could have a better season because I think the Jets are going to have a better season than the Patriots. I think that Zeke could be a more statistically productive player because I know the Patriots are going to run the run the holy hell out of the football, right? They're going to run the air out of it. They he he fits what they need to do. If you need three yards, Zeke will get you three yards. If you need five yards, Zeke will get you three yards, right? And I think that's that's what the Patriots are going to be in 2023. That's my anticipation. So I think you can answer the question two different ways. If you're talking about individual success, I bet Zeke Elliott comes out with a better like season rushing total than does Dalvin Cook counting stats, right? But where it matters, I bet that New York, you know, if, if Nathaniel Hackett is, is worth his salt to Aaron Rodgers, I bet that New York ultimately has a better season than, than do the Patriots and that Dalvin Cook's season is ultimately more successful than is Zeke Elliott's. Uh, Robert White Stewart says, have you watched Oppenheimer? Now that sounds interesting. Oppenheimer was great. 10 out of 10 recommend Oppenheimer even, and, and I usually have a policy like anything over anything over two and a half hours. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit through. I don't care how good it is because most of the time, if it's that long, it's not that good. Like you could probably tell, have told that story in two and saved all of us, you know, the, the, the trouble, but, um, I, uh, Oppenheimer was great. I haven't seen Barbie yet. I hear Barbie is exceptional for different reasons. Um, so I'm looking forward to, uh, looking forward to seeing it. Um, haven't gotten to it yet. I probably won't get to it until it comes out on streaming. Now that football started, I'm not going to, I can't, I'm not, I can't, I can't envision a a weekend where I'll have a a movie theater trip in the, uh, in the next, uh, next couple of months, but we'll see. Um, all right. It's going to do it for us the rest of the night. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us as always. Radio show tomorrow. We're going to have a great time. Join us from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. You'll hear from Mike Vrabel at 1130 before the Titans start practice with the Vikings later that afternoon. Um, Have a great rest of your evening, as I said, and enjoy the soccer. Turn on 104.5 The Zone. You can hear Lucas Panzeek on the call. Uh, I'm getting a lot of the texts that I'm getting tonight are about how how good Lucas has been on the call. So I look forward to uh, I'm current. I, I don't get Apple TV or I haven't signed up for Apple TV yet, even though I've got a three month free subscription sitting in my email that I should probably do and take advantage of. But I, I get I get all of the other channels like Unamas. So I'm watching the Nashville SC Monterey uh, game in the Spanish language broadcast. So I'll probably leave the TV on and turn on Lucas here in just a second. Um, looking forward to talking to you guys tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone. Well, are you surprised to hear that? Uh, certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. 
And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.